To all who come to this happy place, welcome. This is the Disney Buzz Podcast, and I'm your host, Cam, and today I am joined by my partner, Christy. Hi, guys! On today's episode, we will be discussing Epcot's Flowering Garden Festival, and we hope that by listening to this podcast, you are able to experience the Disney magic with us. So we are now officially in the month of March, and what that means for us Disney World folk is that the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival has begun. Heck yeah! Now, this festival runs from March 1st to July 5th, and, you know, we just came off of the Festival of the Arts, and that's... A.K.A. Farts. Yes, Farts, but the Festival of the Arts, that is from... Kind of like middle of January to the end of February. I want to say it's the shortest festival. It's absolutely the shortest. It only lasts like a month and a half. Yeah. Comparatively. And, I mean, this one lasts forever. And we have not talked about the Festival of the Arts yet just because neither of us have been to the Festival of Arts. Yeah. It's definitely on my bucket list. I want to go next year. Yeah. We're, we're planning a trip to go next year to experience it because, I mean, you know, me being a musician, I love the arts. I'm a fine arts teacher at my school, and I have such a deep appreciation for visual art, even though yeah. I'm awful at it. And that's <laughs> why I, I probably appreciate it so much. Um, but, you know, I love artwork, like especially good artwork and anything Disney I love as well. Yeah. And of course, I, I'm also in the arts. I am a photographer. I work in graphic design things like that. I'm not the best, you know, painter, drawer, things like that, but I I love seeing everybody else's work. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be hard to not be broke after that festival for me because I'm going to see so many things like, yes, I want that. <laughs> You're coming home with me and all this stuff, which yes. I'm a sucker for. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully January of next year that will happen. But that is not the topic of today's conversation. Today we're talking about Flower and Garden, and this is a really beautiful festival. Yeah, there's a lot to just look around and appreciate, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, comparatively to like Festival of the Holidays, which, you know, we've been to so many times, uh-huh. I feel like this is kind of a festival that you feel a little bit more park-wide just because you do have like the topiaries everywhere, the flowers. Makes sense. You know, Festival of the Holidays feels a little bit more centralized around World Showcase. Um, but I I do love the Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. And Cam and I did go last year and briefly experienced it. We walked through it a little bit. Cam got a really neat shirt, um, like a button down from one of the booths mm-hmm. um but i think we had like other reservations that day so we didn't really even try any of the food that was around world showcase yeah and you know because it is so fresh into this festival we really haven't gotten the uh, opportunity to look at too much of the merch just because you know they kind of get put out there in waves to where it's like yeah you have your initial merch like the t-shirt Probably a new lounge fly that comes out, maybe right. some mugs and things like that. Um, but I'm very curious to see at the end of this festival all of the merch because usually something that I've noticed is the merch for this festival is better than any of the others. Really? You think so? I, I think so, which is shocking because I do love Christmas so much. I always feel like the Festival of the Holidays merch is a little bit subpar. Um, but yeah. this one, I think it's always so cute. Like Mickey and his little like 
springtime gardening outfits with like the little shovel right. and mini with like her spring dress on. They- I I think that this merch is is the best just because it's it's so easy to like have things associated with flower and garden. Like literally like flower and garden, you just think of like being out in a garden. Festival of the holidays, like there's so many different, it's not like you can just like put a Santa hat on someone and like call it a day, you know, cause you've got like all these different, um, holiday traditions that are celebrated at that time of the year. Does, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I noticed that they promote orange bird. They do. A yeah. lot, which obviously makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you're really into him, then this is a good, Yep. festival He's, to go to he is always kind of like there with it but also the quote-unquote mascot for this festival is spike the bee and it's cute i mean you know it's just like a cute little honeybee yeah um, but you know there's there's a lot of really good conservation and you know like world knowledge and knowledge about the earth that goes into this festival, which I think is an important part of Epcot because, you know, we, everything about Epcot is about the world and the future of it. And we need to preserve the future of the world. And so we've got this bee, which talks about pollination and saving the bees and everything like that, which keeps our earth beautiful. Um, so this is also a very knowledgeable festival as well. Yeah. And I want to do a little, I just looked up, I didn't know who Spike the bee was or like really, what he was from. Okay. Um, and it turns out cause he, he stood out in my memory. Like I was like, I've seen this bee before, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's from a 1949 movie called Bumblebee, um, where Pluto discovers that spike is able to get into a bubble gum machine and pull out a gumball that he takes to his hive. So it's kind of like, you know, think of a dog and being him being annoyed by the bee. But of course these characters have their own little personalities. So he's, he's kind of witty and fun Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I I do recall seeing this before. Cause like I said, I've seen this bee and I've seen it like on TV and things like that. Um, Yeah. So I thought that was fun. Those old, like Mickey cartoon shorts are so cute. Right. Um, we should go rewatch it. Mm -hmm. We will. We definitely will. Um, now, I think one of the best things about this festival is all the just my, my favorite part is the flowers that are all along the area where the monorail comes through Epcot and it's like you're walking on the bridge to World Showcase mm-hmm. and you're looking over and you've got like the um, like the imagination pavilion where there's um, journey into imagination with figment and you just see all the flowers and then they're reflecting off of the water right there. It is so gorgeous. Is it, Oh, is it by like the opposite water fountain thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's right in between, um, journey into imagination and then the land. Yeah. 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 And, and it's so beautiful over there. And it is amazing to me how vivid the colors are and all the flowers like they are such bright yellows and pinks and mm-hmm. beautiful 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 colors you have some really talented knowledgeable people that are working this festival because they have to keep everything fresh and beautiful the whole time i mean right. and you know of course they understand like which flowers are better for which seasons and stuff like that but i mean florida's weather can be you know from everywhere right so so that that's literally what i was about to say because not only is it beautiful on march 1st 
it's the same. It looks the exact same on July 5th. Yeah. So you're talking about two months of going through the spring of Florida's weather where you've got thunderstorms and you have got some hot days and even yeah. some cold. God forbid or another hurricane right. or something comes well, through. It's not really hurricane season, but still just bad storms. Bad rain. Yeah. <laughs> and bad, wind. Bad storms. <laughs> um but yeah, like literally it's it's going to look the exact same every single day and it's just because they manicure and take care of these flowers and these plants so well. And I think the other amazing part of this festival is all the topiaries. Oh, yeah. That's like a staple of this festival, I think. Mm -hmm. Of course, you think about the food, but the topiaries are so, so cool. So just to go over a couple of them, um, which, which one's your favorite? Do you have a favorite topiary? Um, no, but I, I'm excited to see the Encanto ones because they're new. Yep. Um. Wait, do you know if the Moana Journey of Water is going to be finished? No, it won't. No, be. it won't. Okay, okay. No. Um, so anyway, Encanto. So that's Mirabelle, Antonio, Isabella, and Louisa. We haven't seen them before. Obviously, this is a newer movie. Um, mm -hmm. And I saw like a TikTok of the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Isabella, she's the first succulent-based topiary they've ever made oh really yeah because if you think about it sh her whole thing is flowers yeah. and they're all like big and pink and so they use succulents to kind of give it a different look than like a bush interesting yeah that's very interesting so and not only are we getting an encanto um topiary but we're also getting a Tiana's from Princess and the Frog. Oh, cool. Yeah, Tiana's getting one. And, um, you know, makes sense that they're doing that with having uh, Splash Mountain being rethemed to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So I'm excited to see both of those. But I will say probably my favorite topiary is Buzz Lightyear. It does look pretty cool. It, you know? I, I, like the picture, I'm sure you've looked at it. Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we saw it whenever we were there last time, he's right there in front of mission space, which makes perfect sense where they put him over there in the, um, you're right. I want to say that's the world. I'm, I'm still trying to remember. I always think of it as just world discovery, world discovery. Okay. Yep. So I, I always think of the front of Epcot being, um, future world, but now they have it broken up into world discovery, um, world nature, and then what else is it? There's one more. I can't remember. It's the middle section that's not done yet. World Celebration, I think, is what it is. Oh, okay. And then obviously you have World Showcase. So I totally get why they did that, you know, to keep it all kind of like on that same level of world something, world something, and just focusing right. on different parts of the world. Which, by the way, if you're wondering where the Encanto topiaries are, that's near the main entrance of Epcot, um, which the main entrance of Epcot is near Spaceship Earth, um, where the buses and monorail come right. in because there's also the international gateway, which is by the world showcase. Yeah, kind of like the quote unquote back entrance, right. the back so, gate. Yeah. Um, and then buzz is by world discovery in the mission space area. Um, but we can't forget about Mickey and the gang. So you're going to be able to find them on the bridge to world showcase. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you're trying to get like a picture that features like 
the flowering garden festival, this is the place to do it. Right. I think they've got like a big sign there they too. Do. Yep. So th- that's where they always kind of have like the, the big sign saying what festival it is. And this is if you're coming from world showcase, looking at the front of the park up towards spaceship earth. Um, it's right there. And so as of right now, you still will have the ugly green walls in your photos, but Hopefully by this time next year when Golly. this festival rolls around, those one day it'll be, be done. <laughs> um, but it's it's a great spot to get the photo because you've got these big topiaries of Goofy and Mickey and Minnie and Pluto, um, and then you've got the big sign saying Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, and then you also have got Spaceship Earth in the background. Yeah, so you kind of are getting all of these different things in one photo, and of course they've got a Disney Photo Pass. Uh, cast member there so this is a great spot to take a photo um if you want to get like that flowering garden festival shot yeah absolutely um and then there's a lot of characters all throughout the park um of course there's figment by the imagination pavilion so if you're a figment lover he's going to be over there and then also um, can't forget about the Lion King classics. Mm-hmm. So that's in that same area. We're talking about the beautiful flowers, um, near the imagination pavilion and the land pavilion. That's where Timon and Pumbaa are going to be and Simba and his friends. So that's Rafiki, Simba, Mufasa and Sarabi. Um, I, I remember seeing these last year and thinking how cool they were. Yeah. Because I mean, if you're thinking about the, all these animals, like, are such vibrant colors and it's it's extremely well done oh yeah you know S- super pretty and something, something about the, seeing the lion king always makes me happy um but i would say probably where you're going to find the most topiaries is in the world showcase yep i mean just just to name a few like you've got anna and elsa over in norway you've got bambi in canada beauty and the beast is in france which that's always a great one as well yeah that's beautiful um so then tiana is going to be in the america pavilion and that's the new one that'll be featured i think that's really cool Mm -hmm. and then you've got lady and the tramp lumiere and cogsworth uh, Peter Pan, Captain Hook, and the TikTok Croc. That's always a good one as well. And also Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That's in Germany. That one always stands out in my mind as being a good one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there there are just so many. And, and Winnie the Pooh's in UK as well. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. I know exactly where he is. He's usually right there in front of those bathrooms. He's, he's so cute. He's got his cute little red balloon. <laughs> I love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there are just so many of these topiaries to go around and look at. And I mean, you could sit, sit in front of one for like five or 10 minutes and just really look at it and take in all the detail. And you're still not going to get every single detail that they yeah. put into these things. I mean, so kind of like, you know, when like these 50th statues came about, you made an effort to go around and Mm -hmm. make sure you like got a picture and looked at all of them at magic kingdom. And you could do a similar thing with all these topiaries. Oh yeah. There's so many spread out all throughout the park and they're all individual to each, you know, each character, each movie. Mm -hmm. And it's really neat to each country. It's cool to see what flowers they've used. And yeah. Cause the other thing too, is like, if like, for example, in like China, they're probably going to be using flowers inside of that 
topiary that's featured there that are flowers that originated from China. Yeah. You know, like, like they're going that into detail with it. So it's not like you're going to see the same exact flowers on every single one. Each topiary is going to look a little bit different based upon where it is in the park and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really neat to go around and take pictures and mm-hmm. take it all in um, yeah. because I mean, it's, it's easy to just go, Oh, that's cool. And keep walking. Right. It is. But you know, wh- the point of this festival is that we're showcasing these flowers and you know, the gardening and how much goes into it. Um, and you know, just go on your, before you go into Epcot, like on your bus ride or Skyliner ride over there, just like Google, like Epcot flower and garden festival, 2023 map of topiaries. And just like have that yeah. saved on your phone to where you can be like, okay, like let, let's try and hit as many as we can, you know? Um, but also another really great way to kind of experience the flower and garden festival and look at things in a deeper lens is by doing the scavenger hunt. And this, that is spike the bees pollination exploration card. These are on sale inside of, uh, Epcot stores and they're 10 bucks. And basically now if you listen to our trip review, when we went in December, you get, it's the equivalent of what they did with Olaf where you have got an Olaf in all the countries and it's, he's exploring different holiday traditions inside those countries. Well, spike the bee in this case is in each country and he is going to be in a garden where it features some plants and flowers that originate from the country that he's in. Now I will say this, I was looking at some photos this scavenger hunt is going to be way harder. Oh, is it? Spike the bee is small. Oh, is he like, you know, is he like, like two inches? He's probably like two or three inches. No way. Olaf, oh, that's hard. Olaf was probably like a good, like, with on his, cause he's on a sled. So he's probably like a good, like seven, eight inches tall and maybe like 12 to 14 inches wide. No, Spike the bee is like probably smaller than a tennis ball. Oh, that's difficult. It's, it was because extremely hard. It took us how long to do all the Olafs? Oh, I know. It, it was like, difficult finding like, Olaf like sometimes. Like four hours? I couldn't imagine trying to do Spike the Bee. We'd have so, to do it two days <laughs> trying to so, find Spike the Bee. Well, we'd probably end up looking it up online, but I don't like doing that because I like to look that's at... That's cheating. It is. Because, it is. you know, like I said, whenever you're looking for him... Yeah, you're looking for him, but you're also noticing things that you wouldn't notice unless you're looking with such like keen eye, you know? Yeah. You're really having to stop and look at every single inch and corner of these different countries, which I really appreciate because, you know, whenever you're thinking about Disney world, it's almost like you're always go, 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 like go from this ride to this ride, go from this restaurant to this place. And like, you know what I mean? Right. This helps you slow down. And really kind of take things in and appreciate these countries and these flowers and these gardens and all that they have to offer, which I really enjoy. So yeah, say you're there for two days, pick one of these up, throw it in your bag. And, you know, if you really, you don't have to like specifically be like, I have to find every single one. But if you're there for like an extended amount of time, like more than just park hop day or just like one resort day or one day in Epcot and nothing else. Like take some time, take your time through the countries, maybe dedicate one day to doing all the rides that you want to do all the attractions. And then your second day or the day before slow it down, you know, Yep. go through world showcase, get you something to drink, get you something good to eat. 
and really just like take it in and look for them, you know? Because, I mean, honestly, Kim and I have realized that Epcot is not a one day park. Not if you want to do all the rides and experience World Showcase as it should be. Like, if you actually want to truly experience World Showcase, which like opens at 11, like I would no, say. No, 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 no. Right? No. It opens at nine. At nine? Yeah. Oh, you can't serve alcohol till 11. Really? Thought so. Could be wrong. We'll have fact check that, that one. <laughs> anyway, well, you honestly, like you have time for maybe one or two rides. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> oh man, we have to figure out. But yeah, it's because like, honestly, you want to, it's also a lot of walking because of those stinking walls. You have to go around freaking Narnia in order to get to <laughs> the other side of the park. And so my steps on at my Epcot days are always so much more because we're walking back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, that's determined if we have the Genie Plus or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. You're giving me an eye. Yeah. So technically we're both right, but I'm more right than you. So <laughs> okay, Monday through Saturday. You can buy alcohol at park opening on Sunday. It doesn't open until 11. Oh, okay. Which I'm thinking that's probably, I would think it's like that because it's probably been like that since it opened in respect of maybe because Sunday is like church and they don't want to be serving alcohol first thing in the morning. I don't know. That's, that's where my head goes with that. I don't know. We'll have to do some research into that, but just from a quick Google search. Yes. You can buy alcohol as soon as the park opens Monday through Saturday. Anyway, yeah. So what I would do, I would ride rides in the morning. Yep, rope drop. And then spend the rest of the day yeah. in World Showcase. So you really get one or two rides in the morning in. Well, and you know, maybe knock out something like Soren or Test Track or um, Guardians whenever that becomes uh, a standby line. Um, because, you know, maybe throughout the day in World Showcase, okay, like, you know... It, we've been standing or walking around. I need to like take a minute to just kind of cool down. Well, maybe you just hop in line for Frozen. If you see it's got like a 40-minute wait, yeah, hop in line for Frozen. That's a really great queue, really great ride. And you're still in World Showcase. Maybe you've had a little bit too much to drink. Right, and- I mean, that's my thing. I mean, God forbid I'm drinking around the world. And then, you and then we go, yeah, we're going to ride <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic <laughs> Rewind. I mean, I yeah. would vomit. So maybe if you want for your World Showcase day, knock out one of the heavy hitters over on the other side of the park first. And then, like I said, if you see, yeah, Frozen's only got a 30, 45 minute wait, hop in line for it. Or, you know, you can do the easy rides, like living with the land. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I was just trying to think of staying on that world showcase side. Right. Or the three caballeros. When the world, the journey of water is finally done, Mm -hmm. we don't have to walk all the way around anymore it will hopefully cut some of that time out. Yeah. And, you know, it'll probably also take some people from World Showcase and put them over there, you know? True. So Epcot really is a two-day park, though, if you want to experience it in its entirety. Oh, and then back to Spike the Bee, the $10 is not a waste. Right. Because you get a little prize at the end. Yes, and the prize at the end of the... Olaf scavenger hunt, not going to lie, extremely subpar. I could have bought that. I could have got it from one of those like claw machines. 
No, you could have gotten that thing like in a pack of four from the Dollar Tree for one dollar. <laughs> um, so for the International Festival of the Holidays, it was like this little coin purse that was one of the Frozen characters. You had the choice of like right. Anna Which or Olaf. It's cute it's for like a little girl. It's cute for a little girl, but it was it was pretty lame. But this time around, once you have... Now, nobody's really going to know if you found all of them, but on the back of your little scavenger hunt card, you've got stickers that you have to place on all the countries where Spike the Bee is. So really and honestly, you can just take the stickers off and put them on the front if you wanted to to get your prize. But it is a little reusable like Tupperware container, and they've got four different options. It's got, I think, Spike the Bee, Orange Bird, Mickey. Mickey Mouse, and Minnie. Yeah. So they are, and they are cute. It's got Mickey with his little gardening shovel and his hat and his cute little springtime outfit. And I think these are a much better option than what we got for right. <laughs> Festival which, of the Holidays. Which we have not held any, so the quality might right. be lacking. Quality is yet unknown, but from <laughs> the photos that we have seen, it's definitely better than the coin purse that we got. Yeah, it's 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 good though. Well, but you know, I wouldn't do this. This is not something that I would say that you do for the prize at the end. It's for no, the experience, right? That's exactly right. And you know, as you're walking around, that's when you're experiencing the drinks and the food and stuff yeah, like that. And, and so people might be like, "Well, ten dollars? I'm not going to pay for that. That's stupid. I can look for him without buying that." Well, the thing behind getting the scavenger hunt card is. Every time you find Spike, it's going to give you a little bit of information about where, like, the plants he's around or the flowers that he's at. And so just gaining that information, like, I'm so glad we did it for the Festival of the Holidays because we got information about the holiday that each country... Yeah, that know, was so cool. It was. And their so, own cultures. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's like, good quality, too. It's, it's on some thick... Um, maybe even a little bit of like cardboard inside with, um, yeah, be creative with getting those stickers off though. Let me tell you (laughs) that was a chore, but you know, it's not like you're going to do it one day and then it's just going to fall apart in a backpack on the way home. So it is, it does have some good quality to the, your little, um, scavenger hunt pass while you're doing it. So I, I highly recommend it and I'm sure whenever we go again, we will of course do it as well. Yep. So Speaking of World Showcase, we're going to talk about the food. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, What we can do is go through every country and kind of just talk about what is... The main feature item. Yeah, like what's going on and what, you know, if we were to go, what would you get? What would I get? Um, We might overlap a little bit. So... Starting at Outdoor Kitchen, Epcot Farmers Feast. This is in World Discovery. Um, There's the different menus. Wow. Okay, so some of the menus change throughout the, the festival. So... There's a bunch of different options. Um, first is the early blue menu. This is what's happening right now. Uh, there's the chilled potato and leek soup. Char-grilled ribeye. Yum. Bison ribeye. Bison ribeye. Wow. That's worth noting. And then a spice cake and cream cheese icing. Well, I'll tell you right now, I get the bison ribeye. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah. Is it? I wonder if it's like a full meal. Well, these are like, so these are like snacks. Right, right. So, you know, it's, it's a smaller portion, but the point of doing that is you stop at multiple of these little locations. Right, it's not a filling thing no. off of one. It's right. It's, it's trying the different flavors and be like, man, that was delicious. And being like, okay, let's go try something else. Yeah. The point of this. So the point of these different food kiosks, these booths is not for you to go with the entire family and get chicken strips and that's your like lunch for the day. The point of it is to try different things, things that you probably would not usually find at like a typical restaurant or a typical night out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, it's kind of like when people have multiple course meals, each yes. course is very small mm-hmm. so you can really enjoy it. Exactly. Um, Oh, look at the beverages. Okay. So this is a, you drink and a me drink. So my drink is the collective arts brewing blueberry elberry sparkling hard tea. Wow. That sounds really good. But yours. Yeah, I would totally get the ghost Mary. Translucent Bloody Mary with Boyd and Blair cucumber vodka, tomato water, horseradish, celery salt, and a hint of pepper. Yep, that's what I'd get. How cool. That sounds so good. Yeah. Uh, I would not want that. <laughs> um, but okay. So the internet is exploding over the next selection, which is brunch cot. Like they literally named it brunch cot. That's funny. Which I was like, that's, that's kind of funny. But if you actually break it down, it's brunch city of tomorrow. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. It's not just a little acronym. All right, Cam, what would you get? Mm, those shrimp and grits sound good. Blackened shrimp and cheddar cheese grits with brown gravy and sweet corn salsa. Ooh, that sweet corn salsa. That's interesting. That's new. You know, being in Charleston, we get shrimp and grits. Oh yeah. Often. And I work weddings, but, but also like, think about this, think about the people. And I didn't realize this until I went and experienced it, but think about the people who are traveling to Disney world and they're coming from someplace like Colorado. Seafood is not like a thing there. Like it is here. Because True. we live right on the coast and True. Florida, you know, Orlando is right there off the coast. Seafood is very common for us. But like when I went to Missouri and I was like, I want some shrimp and, or no, we were having, we were doing like a low country boil. We had to like expedite getting like the shrimp because like it's non-existent over there. So they had to specifically buy it from a vendor wow. and it'd be shipped on a plane in those like freezer boxes. And I'm like, that's insane. I take seafood for granted because I can go five minutes down the road and have like fresh caught shrimp. Yeah. Or you can go get it yourself. You can catch it yourself. Right. right. So I think shrimp and grits would probably be something that if, like, especially kids or like younger people, they yeah. might not well, have ever had before. Also grits is a Southern thing. That's true as well. So they some probably, people yeah. wouldn't like it. Yeah, you're right. Um, but that, that's probably what I would go for. Yeah, so I'm usually like an eggs person, but I am looking at the bottom choice, which is the fried cinnamon roll bites yeah. and cream cheese frosting with candied bacon. Yeah, that sounds Are good. you kidding me? See, and that's and that right there is the perfect like that is why you do this. That's not why you go when you get like a sit down lunch meal. Right. You know what I mean? You go to these different booths because yeah, the the serving's gonna be small, but the point is to try all these different things. So like I could get the shrimp and grits. Christy would get the cinnamon roll bites. And now we've got two dishes that we maybe paid like, what, 
13 to 15 dollars for yeah and then we can go try something else yep yep and so and you know i can have a bite of yours you can have a bite of mine and then we go try more things yeah so you know you can try so many different dishes or even say kim and i do want the same thing we just get one of it Mm -hmm. and we just nibble on it try it and then move on so that way we can eat more and the point of these i don't think really is to eat till you're full i think it's just to always like constantly be snacking well the thing is if you're drinking around the world too right it's good to be snacking yes (laughs) speaking of drinking around the world i have to give a shout out to this cocktail Joffrey's Coffee Cold Brew Cocktail with milk, Kahlua rum, coffee liqueur, and vanilla vodka. Ooh, that'll get you brunch caught wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Party! All right, next. The Citrus Blossom. Where is this? This is also in World Discovery. This is American food. So the last one we actually looked at was German-themed. Um... This one, oh, it's a lot of like citrus. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I am going to have to go. Well, it is called a citrus blossom. Okay, so. good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right, got me there. Um, I'm going to go with the lemon meringue pie, which is lemon curd, lemon mousse, and toasted meringue. Ooh, that'll, that'll be tart. Well, lemon desserts are really good. Like, I love lemon pie lemon bars this one for me would not be a stop that i would probably make oh man any of the drinks that you're looking Mm, at though not really you don't want to get the um orange lemon smoothie so you can get the orange bird uh sipper cup souvenir uh no because it's a non-alcoholic drink so (laughs) i don't want that oh oh, okay got it got it i i would rather prefer to just like go go more savory I don't know. Maybe if I had like a sweet tooth, but I probably want to go to like France for that. That's true. There's a lot of different types of flavors. Like if, I, if I'm like craving sweets, I want like chocolate, not fruity sweets. Uh, sure. Got it. <laughs> so now we're moving on to World Showcase and you obviously have got a food kiosk in each one of the countries. Yep. And it is going to feature a dish, cuisine, drinks that, you know, pay their respects and come from each one of these countries yeah so why don't you start us off with mexico yeah mexico my favorite food Mm, actually i don't know maybe so we are in the jardin de fiestas and there are two options quesadilla de flor de calabaza which is house-made masa tortillas filled with squash blossoms. Whoa, bacon, onion, zucchini, and cheese. Wow, that sounds good. What is a squash blossom? Is that the little thing on the end of the squash? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, no, squash has flowers. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay, if someone knows better than me, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> then there's the taco vampiro, which is baraboca beef in corn tortilla with crispy grilled Monterey Jack cheese, salsa ranchera, and esquites. I don't know what that is, but that sounds good too. And all of these beverages include tequila, so I'm going to do a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on to China, we have got the Lotus House Outdoor Kitchen. And there are some really, really good sounding options here. Spicy mala chicken skewer with creamy peanut sauce. Mm. 
house-made cheesy crab wontons. I'd be grabbing some yes, of those. Yes, And then pan-fried vegetable dumplings. So another thing to note as well is Disney has done an exceptional job of not leaving out people who have allergies, people who are sensitive to right. like gluten, maybe they're vegetarian, vegan, whatever the case may be. There's options for all of them as well. So, you know, like if you're if you do have like a gluten allergy or if you're vegan or vegetarian, don't feel like you're going to be excluded at these because they have not forgotten about you. Well, and every single restaurant has every single kind of accommodation that you right. could ever need. Yeah. So, so just a few of the drinks that are here. This one sounds best to me is the Kung Fu master, which is vodka, triple sec, mango, orange juice, and soda water. Or the Tropical Moon, which is vodka, triple sec, passion fruit, soda water, and white boba pearls. I'm imagining that would probably be a pretty one with the boba pearls. Yeah. I wonder how that would taste within the drink because it's soda water with the boba pearls. So it's like lots of explosion in your (laughs) mouth. (laughs) It could be good. It could be good. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm I'm getting hungry now. I know. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we're moving on to Germany. We have a couple options here, lots of lots of carbs and starches. So potato pancakes with house made apple sauce, potato pancake with caramelized ham, onions, and herb sour cream, toasted pretzel bread topped with top forest ham and melted Gruyere cheese and warm cheese drool with mixed berries. Interesting. Mm, so that that sounds good. Really, I don't know how I feel about that one. Really, I'd have to go with one of the potato pancakes. I think. Um, I I like the idea of the caramelized ham and onions with the sour cream. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really savory and yummy. And then of course there's beer galore here, which beers. you can get a flight. So if you want to try a bunch of them, all of these. Different um, beverages are from Germany, Austria, and I can't pronounce half of them, so I'm not going to (laughs) try. So just have your go of your taste. It's lots of different um, flavors there, and so you can get a flight at Germany. Moving on to Italy, we've got the Primavera Kitchen. And honestly, I wasn't the biggest fan of Italy uh, last time we were there. People hate on Italy's food. Well... Okay, so if you think about Italy, though, it's all very light. You know, you don't think of like, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Italy's not light, it's pasta. Well, just like the olive oils, it's very like, whenever I'm thinking of Germany, I'm thinking like a hearty, like sausage. And, um, you, you, does that make sense? I guess not. For those who can't see, which is all of you, Cam is making this, you know, like when you when you talk Italian and you put <laughs> your fingers together and all of that stuff, which I've butchered that. Um, just imagine the fingers in the air. I don't know. I just think of like Germany. I think of like hearty foods like schnitzel and big sausages and like big beer. Whenever I think of Italian, I think of like just like a little bit of pasta with like a small glass of wine. I don't know. Anyways, some of the options that we've got <laughs> over here um, is the... Tortellini Primavera, which is spinach, tortellini, tortellini, sweet butter, pancetta, corn, peas, and beans. And there is a dessert option, which is a chocolate hazelnut pudding with cookie crumble. That If I were to get something, I'd probably get that from here. 
Um, and then you also have got an Italian red sangria and a white sangria, which Yum. I really like the white sangria the last time we had it. Um, and that's made with Prosecco. So that's probably really good. And then an Italian margarita. Interesting. Is, interesting, is that tequila? Is, yep. Limoncello and tequila. Limoncello. Yeah. Oh, that's probably yummy. That's probably really good. But Italian tequila margarita. though. So I just, oh, it'd be good. <laughs> all right. So. Next up is America, USA. All right, so and this is at the Magnolia Terrace. Yes, in America, um, which is featuring the Cajun Creole seafood. So mm, that sounds good. Here we go. Um, can't pronounce a lot of these. Ironically, it's French because it's Creole. Right. Um, but there's lots of like ham and salami, provolone. There's an olive salad. Bleh. Yum. Not an olive person. Uh, spicy chicken gumbo with sausage, long grain rice, wild rice. There's crawfish pie. Interesting. Very interesting. And then banana foster bread pudding. So... I would definitely hit up the crawfish pie and the bread pudding. I love bread pudding. It is so You would do the yummy. gumbo? I would do the gumbo. Yeah. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper <laughs> and get the gumbo. Um, so then there's a couple of beverages, lots of different cocktails. Let me no, see. There's mainly beer. There's only one cocktail, oh, you're which right. does sound good. You're right. Um, Actually, I think that's what I would get because the other ones look like different ales and stuff like that, which IPAs. you could get a flight if you wanted to. But the feature cocktail is the Bayou cocktail, which is Bayou spiced rum, coconut rum, fruit punch, and orange juice. And all of these food options in that drink make total sense because they're really featuring um, like jazz. Like if you go inside of the American Adventure, um, you have got that entire little feature in there towards soul and they have got those jazz instruments like yep. you know like there's a trumpet that louis armstrong played on and a couple of other things in there but then this is also where the tiana topiary is so it makes total sense that they're doing all this kind of like yeah louisiana style which bayou. i think is great because that's very american like when i mm -hmm. think of america it's very just like down home right. southern yep. type of stuff so moving right along to Japan, we're going to stop at Hanami and there is a lot here. Lots um, of sushi. Lots of sushi. So we have frushi, which I never heard of before, <laughs> <laughs> which must be fruit sushi. It's strawberry pineapple wrapped in sweet rice and pink soy wrap. And that's served with whipped cream, drizzled berry sauce <gasps> and toasted coconut. Weird. Oh my gosh, it's like a dessert fruit sushi. Can you imagine like sweet rice? Like I, I've never... I think it could be really good. I guess... I feel like that could be really good. Yeah. But for those who would not want to go that route, <laughs> there's Hanami sushi, which is sushi with lemon cured salmon, soy marinated tuna, and cured mackerel. This would probably be a That's better... That's yummy. This would probably be a better route if you're like a traditional sushi lover. And so this is going to be like four separate pieces of sushi. So one will have the um, salmon, one will have the tuna, one will have the mackerel. Mm -hmm. And then there's shrimp udon. Um, so that's good for people who don't even like sushi at yeah, all. Right. Just to kind of have it in there. There's a little bit more of a 
safer option. And then you have got a couple of the drinks and there's one with Japanese plum, sake. That would be good. Mm. Good old sake time. Yeah. So sake has Ooh, its own flavor. And there's flavor. also a sake cocktail. That could be good. Yeah. I I only recently tried sake for the first time like a month ago. Did you try it warm? Did I try it warm? I, I, yeah, I was like room temperature. Okay. So, yeah, so sake warm is pretty good. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I mean, you know, liquor is not necessarily my thing like shots and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm down to try it in a drink. I think that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I do want to move on to Morocco because this is one of my favorite food countries like pavilions in the entire world showcase. I -hmm. think that we eat here every time that we're in (laughs) Epcot because they have such great and affordable options. Uh, So this is what we've had actually a lot. It seems like they have a similar dish every single festival. Yeah, they really do. So this is the lamb kefta grill kebabs with carrot chickpea salad and garlic aioli, which we have had. Oh my gosh. It's so, so good. good. So good. Last time we were there, Chris was like, you want to go in a split? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I'll eat like two by I'll, myself. Yeah. I'll have my own, please. Please. And thank you. <laughs> and then if you don't like lamb, you can get chicken instead. And then there's also a hummus trio. So I like hummus. Cameron Blech. does not. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of different flavors paired with Moroccan bread and crispy papadon. So the only thing I don't like about this stop is there's no like Moroccan, I don't, and I don't know, maybe there's no, like maybe beer in Morocco or drinks in Morocco aren't popular. Um, huh. but all the drinks there now it's cool. Cause I do love ciders and, but they've got three different ciders. Um, two of them come from Florida and one comes from Virginia and they're all really good ciders. Um, but I would really like yeah, some kind of Moroccan. Yeah, it's not Moroccan. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so random cause you have this like Moroccan style food, but then you've got like here's a beer from Florida. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, so you can get a cider flight there if you want. And then there's also a pomegranate mimosa option. I think that would be really yummy. So next up we have got La Isla Fresca. And this is in between Morocco and France. And some of the options that are here, Ooh, this one looks really good, uh, but coconut, <laughs> the coconut tray leches, um, vanilla cake soaked in oat milk, almond milk, and coconut milk with toasted coconut on top. And man, this sounds so good if it weren't for that dog on coconut. Um, but they also have got a sugar cane shrimp skewer and that's got white rice, mango salsa, and coconut lime sauce. I would wow. definitely get this one over the coconut. And then you've got a couple of different, um, you, you want to talk the braised oxtail? Ooh. With pigeon pea rice? Ooh. That's oxtail. what I get. That's what? what I get. Yeah. I'm like imagining like a fried like real tail and I know that's like not <laughs> that's it not at it. all. <laughs> that is not it. But that, like that's Eeyore's interesting. Like tail like just like fried. Oh. <laughs> that sounds good though. I would get that oxtail. Yeah. I would try it for sure. And then you've got a couple of different beers as well. Um, and then you have a tropical breeze that comes with lemon rum mm. with lemonade, grapefruit juice, and simple syrup, and then some rum in there. Yeah. That'd probably be good. That's probably really refreshing. Yeah. Especially cause 
The Flower Garden Festival is where the weather starts getting a lot hotter. Yeah, that's where the, that Florida heat starts to pick up. So then we're moving next door to France, where do, they're doing the Fleur de Lice. I think that is it. Lice? <laughs> Lice? I don't know. Um, got a... <laughs> the description says, fall in ooh-la-la love with hot cuisine and boysons from Parisian pop-up. Ooh. Okay. Lots of French words I cannot pronounce. But there's lots of croissants, lots of cheese. There's some beef. There's some chocolate. And Yeah, this looks like a really good stop. There's some vanilla beignet ooh! this is a good stop so i am not gonna butcher all of these pronunciations <laughs> you can go look them up yourself but i am definitely kind of leaning towards this chocolate tart actually it looks really good it does look good like i said if i want dessert i'm going to france yeah true so true and then you know you've got Lots of different wines, so rosé and some French sparkling wines. But then you also have got the frozen slushy, uh, which you've got to get. You've, you've got to get the, the slushies from there. This is vodka, um, grey goose, la orange, Saint Germain liqueur, and white and red cranberry juice. And you can get schwasty off of these things. And trust me, they like, like water. <laughs> I I went to the food and wine festival this past year. And it was, I was like already so overheated and it was probably 85 degrees, but Epcot is extremely hot because it's all on that cement. Mm -hmm. There's not any shade unless you go inside. And so those frozen slushies hit the spot. They were so good. And and then that frozen martini, that chocolate martini there was so delicious. I can get schwacy off of (laughs) some slushies. Okay. (laughs) Like, like, please join me. So our last stop. In World Showcase, and our last stop for all of the different food booths. The Great White North is Northern Bloom in Canada. And there are some good looking options on this as well. We've got seared scallops with French green beans, butter potatoes, brown butter vinaigrette, and applewood smoked bacon. That sounds like a good sober up meal. <laughs> and then beef tenderloin tips with mushroom sauce and whipped potatoes with garden vegetables. That one looks really good. Mm. So, and then you've got another, uh, a couple of beers from Canada and a maple popcorn shake with maple rye whiskey. That's interesting. I don't know That's how I feel Canadian. about that. That's Canadian. That's for sure. I don't know how I feel about that, but I also didn't know how I'd feel about Sonic's peanut butter bacon shake. And I did like that one. So maybe like the sweet and salty kind of like dipping your fries in your frosty kind of deal. That could be really good. And it's got whiskey in it. Oh boy. Wow, that's that's interesting. <laughs> so I mean, as you can tell, there are so many different options. Yes. There are so many different options here and like I said, this is the place where maybe you even don't eat breakfast, you know, at the resort. You just go here ready yeah. to eat and you're ready to eat all day long. Yeah, just snack as you walk mm-hmm. around, drink a little bit, and, and you know, do the your thing too scavenger is hunt. You're walking all the time, so you're burning off those calories. You're constantly staying hungry. And if you're doing the scavenger hunt, the amount of time that it takes you to get some food, go get in line for a drink, go find Spike the Bee, walk around, explore the country. By the time you get to the next country, you're going to be ready to eat again. I mean, 
you're spending at least 30 minutes doing all of that. Oh, at least. At least. And there's 11 yeah. countries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, you can add that up. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, that's exactly it's, it's what I all, said. Yeah, it's it an all-day thing. Took it took us about four hours. And we, I mean, we had to speed through the last part of it. We did. Yeah, we, we definitely rushed through. We started kind of rushing after we got through. We had to do the last three, like, rushed. Yeah. So... Morocco, France, and Canada. So allow like six hours for this. <laughs> but you know, that's the point, you know, that is the point of world showcases to just completely be immersed in all of that. Walk through the shops, check out those, the merchandise, check out the, especially I'm thinking of like Japan and China. Like there is, I mean, there's no Disney merchandise in there just because mm-hmm. I don't think Japan or China would agree to you know, having yeah. Mickey Mouse and all that stuff in there. So like all the stuff in there is like stuff that you'd see literally in Japan and China. Yeah. It's very cultural. Right. So, so take the time and look through those different gift shops, um, go through, explore the UK, go inside of the temple in Mexico. I mean, there is just so much to do here. Look at the topiaries, go enjoy the flowers. And I mean, you've got to get a picture of the monorail like above all the flowers and they're mm. reflecting off the water. And then also like Pooh Bear is over there. A lot of times they've got a little pop-up butterfly garden that they've put. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's all, it's, this is such a great festival. Yeah. So we'll be going back one day and make sure to do a very in-depth um, trip review. I don't know if when that will happen, but yeah, I, w- I want to hit up festival of the arts next. And then I really want to go to food and wine. Cause I haven't been to food and wine. Yeah. So maybe a couple of years yeah. from now, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Back. We'll circle back around to it. Um, but I do love this festival. I'm excited to see the merch. Cause I know the merch is always going to be so good. Yeah, absolutely. But this, this festival I think is probably the most beautiful. It is. It's very pretty. So guys, with that said, make sure to follow us on social media at the Disney.buzz for more content and a behind the scenes look at the show. And be sure to share this with all of your friends and family to stay updated on the latest Disney Buzz too. That's it for now. We'll see you real soon.